Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today's episode, we have exciting news about new ownership. And we'll talk about the Jazz's game that they played already today. Game started at 1 o'clock, which is very weird, especially for a weekday. Um, they'll play again tomorrow, which is Saturday. Um, and we'll we'll give a quick uh, uh, up preview onto as into that game and uh, have a little bit of injury news, unfortunately, that we have to go over. So first off, um, about ten o'clock today, listening to the radio, um, breaking news: Dwayne Wade, NBA Hall of Famer, uh, three-time NBA champion, has actually bought a minority stake in the Utah Jazz, um, which basically means he could have bought anywhere from like 1% to, I don't know, 49% technically. Um, I've brought this up before, but if you're not aware, the, the Millers owned the Jazz for about 30 years, um, and this summer they decided to sell the team to Ryan Smith, the founder of Qualtrics. He, along with two other billionaire friends that he has, are the owners of the team. Ryan Smith is the majority owner. Uh, NBA rules dictate if you're going to have a stake in the team, you have to own at least 1% of the team. So Dwayne Wade will never really know exactly how much of the team he owns. My guess is he probably bought 1% just to be involved. Um, but this is this is huge. Um it, it doesn't really seem like it since, like I said, he bought 1%. But what this means is, and Dwayne Wade has said he's going to be very active within the group, within the team, within the, the organization. Um, so this means when we get into summertime, Dwayne Wade might come and work out with jazz players. Um, when it gets to uh, free agent time. And free agents are coming to Utah to for a visit, you know, deciding between different teams. Dwayne Wade could very well be in those meetings. And, you know, you shouldn't really make a, a job decision based off of the famous person that just happened to be in the interview you're doing. But Dwayne Wade can make a an adjust or uh, uh, have an effect on that to where when you're you know, with the Jazz are talking to a free agent and they're deciding between, I don't know, the Nuggets, the Raptors, and the Jazz, having Dwayne Wade in that in that meeting could be very, very beneficial for the Jazz. Um, so big news there. Um, <clears throat> he was at the Jazz game today against the Indiana Pacers, um, which the Jazz did end up winning 119 to 11. Um, but a very strange game. You look at that that score, and that it won't tell you how that game went. Um, the Jazz really struggled early. The Pacers play a very aggressive style of defense. They are first forcing turnovers. The Jazz really couldn't get into a groove. Anytime they ran the pick and roll, the uh, the Pacers were holding tight to the Jazz's shooters. So the only offensive option they had was either <clears throat> the the roll man getting behind his guy for a lob 
or the guy, the pick and roll ball handler, making a shot. So the Jazz were struggling early. They got down, I think, by 19 at one point. Um, they go into the second half. They start fighting back. They get to down by nine. And this is the news we'll talk about uh, in more detail later. But Donovan Mitchell goes down with an injury. And it, you know, just I was listening to this on the radio because I was at work. Um, couldn't be watching the game. But um, when that happened, it was like, oh, crap. They, they just got on this roll. They started getting back in this game. But, you know, Donovan went out. I think this might be, might be it. I think the Jazz might not pull this one out, which, I mean, it happens. But, you know, against the Pacers, who are, are a good team. They have some good talent on that team. They're very well coached. But they're not a top-notch team. This isn't a team that the Jazz expect to lose to, but always have the possibility to lose to, of course. Um, but what... What the Jazz did to uh, um, adjust once Donovan went down, Rudy became an absolute monster. Um, nobody was coming towards the basket on the offensive end. If they did, he was swatting the ball away. You saw many, many times guys like Karis LeVert or Malcolm Brogdon would uh, uh, drive towards the basket see Rudy step in their way, immediately pull back out, pass it to somebody else. They tried driving. Rudy would get in the way again. And it it just happens so many times. And I've seen Rudy do this so many times. But he was he was really, really into it today. Um, and ultimately him along with Boyan Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson picking up some of the slack on the offensive end allowed the Jazz to pull off this win. Um, you know, and just another big win for the Jazz to keep them in first place in the Western Conference. Um, you know, they're such a great team on their home court. If they can get to the playoffs with the best record in the NBA, no matter what round they make it to, they will always be, they always have the, the home court advantage, um, which is huge. Um, which brings me to the last thing I wanted to talk about in today's episode is the injury that happened to Donovan. Um, Donovan sprained his ankle. Um, luckily, though, it was the lower part of the ankle. Um, you know, if you've been paying attention to the NBA, LeBron James has been out with a high ankle sprain for about a month. And that's seriously how long it takes to get back from one of those. I, I had a high ankle sprain in high school, uh, playing football. Um, I rushed back from it after two weeks, the whole rest of the season, probably eight games. I had my ankle taped up. I had a brace on it. I had an air cast on it. And after 10 minutes into each game, I would, I would end up limping for the whole rest of the game. And it, and I couldn't hardly practice on it. Finally, we get to like the playoffs, and my ankle finally gets to the point where it, it works correctly again. So, high ankle sprain is something that it just takes a long time to heal heal from. So, luckily, it was a low ankle sprain for Donovan. You know, and he'll, but they don't know the severity of it yet. He'll have an MRI MRI tomorrow morning, I believe. Um, so he could be out somewhere between one to three weeks. Um, is my guess. So, 
it's going to suck for the Jazz while he's out. I mean, he's their offensive leader. But they have enough on the offensive end, I think, um, with guys like Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, George Niang, um, to where I think they can make up for it, um, at least in the short term. But the nice thing is he will be, at least that ankle will be fully healed and ready to go by the time we get to the playoffs. Um, but yeah, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Just a nice short one, but again, like I said yesterday, I need to start getting these episodes out on a more frequent basis. Um, and, you know, just keep all of you that listen informed on what's going on with the team, um, what's going on with the NBA in the big picture sense. Um, so, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz! <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, kind of a false ending there. Um So, I forgot to talk about the game that the Jazz have coming up tomorrow night, um, which is against the, or I guess tomorrow late afternoon, um, which will be against the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. Um, Then they'll play the the Lakers again on Monday in Los Angeles as well. Um, The news has been that Anthony Davis has started to go through full practices again. There's a chance that he might play in these games against the Jazz. Um, I think it's highly unlikely that he'll play on Saturday, but maybe in the Monday game. Um, if you're not aware, he's coming back from a strained calf, I believe. Um, but he's been having problems with his calf and his Achilles getting tight throughout the whole year. Uh, so they've been trying to be really careful with it. and <clears throat> I imagine they'll continue to be really careful. And Even if he does play like in the Monday game, It'll probably be for like 15 minutes just to kind of get him on the court, um, get him used to the speed of the game again, but he's going to have to ramp up and get ready for what's going on. Um, Now, without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, the the Lakers are definitely a weaker team, Um, but they still have quite a bit of talent. You know, they, they just added Andre Drummond which gives them some size, some rebounding up front. Um, Andre Drummond likes to think that he was just brought in to be <clears throat> this defensive stopper, which he's never been that in his entire career. Um, really, he's just a slightly better offensive, or uh, slightly better uh, rebounder and passer than Ennis Cantor. <clears throat> but anyway, he, he at least gives them a little something to add to this team. They still have Montrezl Harrell and Marcus Gasol as the backup centers. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma has made some big steps this year. The big steps, biggest step that he's really made since Anthony Davis joined the team was he's no longer you know a twenty point a night guy. He's he's going to come and get you you know 13, 14 points a night, but he's a much much improved defender now. Um, and just knows his role a lot better. Um, so it'll be a, a challenging two games for the Jazz, uh, but I think they should be favored in these games. But uh, now I'm going to end this episode. Uh, so again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Jazz.